Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Kaching with Jane King podcast, a podcast from parents to parents to help us teach the next generation about money. Now, today's podcast is brought to you by Arc Athletics, a New York City-based fitness and athletic training facility to keep your young athletes healthy and injury-free during the spring sports season and the summer season. You can get tips and watch videos on arcathletics.com. So today's guest is Kevin Supka, the president of Independent Advisor Group. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Um, no, you and I did some TV interviews a, a few weeks ago, and we were just kind of talking off the cuff before the cameras were rolling about how you have to do so much more now because finance isn't taught in schools. So I said, I got to get Kevin on the podcast. So what kind of thoughts do you have about that? Well, you, you are right. It's it's a shame, but... but uh... You know, you, you talk to people today, most, most kids coming out of high school don't know how to, uh, uh, you know, reconcile a simple checkbook. Um, and so when you then add the complexities of everyday uh, uh, life, uh, especially today, it's, uh, it's of, a, of an even bigger concern. So that when you then add things like college funding and the importance of, uh, of college funding, uh, it becomes uh, ever more uh, you know, pr- predominant in, in trying to provide some sort of instruction to, uh, to folks to help them out. Having uh, gone through my college years largely uh, choosing to be financially literate, despite having parents that really drove that, those concepts home, what types of things do you find yourself, uh, you know, talking to your clients about that would help them, you know, kind of better prepare their kids for that time when they become more financially independent, usually when they leave home to go off to school or, you know, away for their first job or whatever, um, that, that kind of helps them. Because I know for me, um, and many others, uh, you know, you make some financial missteps usually, uh, the first time out as a quote unquote adult and who bails you out your parents, which ends up taking away from their, nest egg. So can you talk to us a little bit about how you help your clients prepare for that moment and navigate through it? Sure. Well, you know, just to gain a little bit of perspective, I'm not sure when you went through college, but I went through college uh, from 1976 to 1980. uh, And I'm a graduate of the George Washington University, where uh, my entire college bill, uh, all in room books, tuition, et cetera, was $5,000 a year. And I took out 
uh, a school loan for $2,500 a year, and then I worked summers to make the other half. I only say that because back then it was doable, and even though graduating four years later with a $10,000 school loan bill, which I thought was going to take 100 years to pay back, um, it's, it's small potatoes compared to what we're seeing today. And, you know, education is such an emotional issue, particularly for parents and for grandparents, uh, who want to make sure that their kids are going to get the best education that they can to be prepared for life. Uh, it, it's, it's a big emotional tie to want to try to do everything that you can to fund that. And so now we've been brought to where we are uh, today, and I suspect that, we're, that we are also seeing an evolution in the education funding and just in the education cost uh, uh, structure that's out there, because I don't think that uh, post-secondary education is going to continue to be able to grow uh, at the exponential percentages that it has. You know, for the average family today to be looking at anywhere from $25,000 a year for an out-of-state uh, resident attending a public university or an average of, uh, you know, thirty dollars to $35,000 for private uh, schools, and that doesn't ac account for all the, the soft costs that get affiliated with that, you know, most families are not going to be able to afford $200,000 over a four-year period uh, for, for their uh, kids to, to go to college. So I suspect that what's going to happen here at some point is there's going to be a, uh, a pullback on that. However, uh, you know, college funding is no different than retirement funding uh, and, and just being prepared for, uh, you know, economic life in general. You've got to be able to be disciplined enough to put dollars aside, and uh, you know we've we've seen an evolution of the different types of accounts uh, that have been uh, you know brought forward uh, through uh, through the government. Um, and when I say through the government, meaning that they've at least uh, you know provided some uh, tax uh, relief uh, in in relation to the growth of uh, of monies. So you've got um, you know. Uh, uh, the, the, the burgeoning of uh, a number of different accounts that are now available, and uh, there are a lot of differences, of course, uh, you know, through those accounts. Now, Kevin, do you have like a checklist or kind of just a general rule of thumb? What should somebody know how to do when they graduate from college? Balance a checkbook, I think, would be one. Balance a checkbook, and I tell every single graduate this, you know, whatever you do, pay yourself with every paycheck. And I don't really don't even care. There's no magic percentage. There's no magic dollar number. But if you can take, you know, some portion of whatever that paycheck is, it could be $20 a week, and just get into the habit of paying yourself first like you are the most preeminent bill that needs to be taken care of every month, Stick to that discipline and just begin to start to put monies aside. It could be into a, a simple savings account. But to begin to, to just instill that discipline in yourself so that, you know, you view yourself as a bill. And so I've got to pay myself first. Then, you know, then I pay my, my, my mortgage or my rent and so forth. 
um, you know, that's that's just something that I try to instill, uh, you know, in in everyone. Because we live in a society today where everything is immediate gratification, um, and uh, everything is done on credit cards. It's done through direct debits, direct deposits. Um, you know, money just just flies back and forth electronically, and it becomes it's very easy to lose the 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 actual sight of it, um, so that's why uh, you know no no one goes to a bank anymore and deposits a paycheck. It's always direct deposited. Um, so you've you've got to be a little bit even more disciplined to to know that you're going to you're going to channel that into some sort of an account for yourself. Now, I just have a, a little bit of an anecdote here. This just happened two days ago. So I pay my kids. Well, my daughter just had a birthday, so she got some money from grandparents for her birthday. But then I also pay them to do chores. And um, we go to the bank about once every six weeks and make a deposit in their accounts. And I, I make them count their money, and um, they go to the counter with me, and they're bored. And the bank makes you put all of your coins in um, those little paper sleeves. And so, of course, here, my, here come my kids with these little bags of, you know, like $9 and quarters. And the bank, you know, gives us a bunch of little sleeves. And we're sitting over at the table counting them out. And the, it's only $10 is the minimum for the sleeve. And I was like, you don't have $10 a quarters. You got $9 a quarters. And I actually went up and I told the lady, I was like, you guys could make it a little easier for kids to learn about saving money. And, you know, poor she, she had nothing to do with the decision of this. It was, you know, it's, it's frustrating. It took a lot of time, and it's, it was, a, you know, pain in the butt, to be frank. Jane, it's interesting you say that, because when I started my career, I started uh, with an investment program in what was the oldest mutual savings bank in the United States, which was the Philadelphia Savings Fund Society. And you're right. Banks should pay more attention to this, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they had a renowned school savings program where branch managers, assistant branch managers, and so on would go into the Philadelphia public schools with with little uh, cardboard boxes that looked like a you know a small bank, and these kids would save their nickels and their dimes and their quarters. And when the box got full, you brought it into your branch and you deposited the money into your account. I cannot tell you how many people I met with who would be in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, and I would say to them, how long have you been with the bank? And they would hearken back to when they were kids in elementary school, and they kept saving uh, with with the bank. And then, of course, not only did they keep their 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 meager little coins and and dollar bills there, but when they went to buy a house, they went to PSFS and they got their mortgage loan. Or if they bought a car, they got their auto loan through PSFS um, and their business loans. Uh, so it was a brilliant marketing uh, scenario where you instilled in these kids the discipline to save, but from a banking perspective, uh, you, you couldn't find uh, you know a better name in the Philadelphia area uh, than uh, than PSFS. You hear that, all the banks out no there? No kidding. <laughs> Chase, are you yeah, listening? Yeah, everybody out there, cardboard boxes. It's yeah. all you need for I lifetime I remember doing clients. that. That's all you need. I mean, it was a cheap, easy way, but, but kids, you know, had it instilled that you filled this box up and you came into the branch and... I don't know, they probably gave you a little badge when you hit a certain dollar amount or something like that. But, but, but saving money and saving for the future was something that was actually celebrated uh, 
where today it's it's not even acknowledged. I mean, every other industry caters to, you know, tries to get kids hooked early, cereal companies, and, you know, banks should do that too. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and then the flip side of that, you know, if you fast forward, you know, kids today, uh, and I just, by the way, just had a daughter graduate from uh, Marymount Manhattan College on Friday. Uh, and, you know, you, you look back on that experience, now she's lucky enough that she doesn't have any college loans, but she has friends who are sitting with, you know, $150,000 in loans coming out of college, and their monthly bill is, is something like $1,100 a month. So you think, my God, how do you start your life out, you know, post, post-college, and the first thing you're faced with every month is an $1,100 bill, and you've got a major in, you know, you've got a Bachelor of Arts in something, and you're making, you know, $35,000 a year. Uh, you know, you haven't even begun to address, you know, the day-to-day living expenses of finally being out uh, on your own. So, so that becomes almost something that is that is, uh, uh, you know, b- beyond your ability to to grasp. It's 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 just this huge number, uh, and 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 it's a shame because I I fear that that a lot of kids are going to be out there doing this, and then getting out. And having absolutely, you know, no no clue as to how to, you know, a make the money that's going to be required to pay this back, and b, I think they may just throw their hands up, and say, well, you know, I'm just going to default on the, um, I'm just going to default on the loan, and let the chips fall where they may. Kevin, you're a, a grandparent too. Uh, any words of wisdom for uh, the grandparents out there? Anything that you do differently with your grandchildren than you did with your own children? Yes, I uh, I I, uh, I have a 20 month old grandson and a two and a half week old uh, grandson, and uh, I will tell you that uh, just this weekend. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> my two and a half week old just got his social security number. So the first thing that I did uh, on uh, Thursday of last week was I set up um, a 529 plan, which is one of the more popular plans out there today that allows you to uh, uh, make contributions as a gift uh, into the account. You have a $14,000 annual um, exclusion that you can put uh, you can put into an account, but interestingly, the monies that you put into a 529 plan will grow uh, tax-free until such time as you use those monies towards the payment uh, of uh, you know tuition fees, books, um, and room and board, um, and um, so so it's a it's a tax-free way to be able to put monies uh, into an account uh, for that child. And anybody can put monies in. You can put birthday money into it, uh, uh, you know, holiday monies, uh, any monies that the child makes themselves. It can can all be uh, commingled in. And what's interesting is is that you as the grandparent can actually be the owner uh, of the account while your grandchild is the beneficiary uh, on the account. And let's just say, uh, you know, should that child grow up to be, you know, athletically gifted or academically gifted and has absolutely no need for the money, 
Well, you can always change the beneficiary and maybe make it another grandchild or another family member, uh, quite frankly. So it gives you a lot of latitude. It gives you a lot of flexibility uh, to save money and with a little bit of help, at least from the government, in that if you use it for education, um, all of the earnings that accumulate in that account are tax-free. Awesome. Well, thank you. And what a great grandpa, I mean, for doing that. So that's awesome. <laughs> thank you so much, Kevin, uh, for being on the Kaching with Jane King podcast today. We really appreciate all your advice and really important information. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. And thank you as well for listening. We always welcome your comments and suggestions. We're hashtag Kids Kaching on all the socials. Now, today's podcast is brought to you by Arc Athletics, a New York City-based fitness and athletic training facility. To keep your young athletes healthy and injury-free during the summer sports season, you can get tips and watch videos on arcathletics.com. Have a great day. We'll catch you next time. You just got to ignite the light and let it shine just on the night like the fourth of July cause baby you're a firework come on show them why you work make them go up, 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 up. as you shoot across the sky Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.